Hello, greetings, and welcome to the broadcast. I am excited today to have a special couple with me. And it's interesting because it's morning here and it's night where they're at. So can you guess where they're at? <laughs> I am honored today to have Ronnie and Linda with us. They are a couple doing the work of the Lord in Uganda and surrounding areas. And uh, they are the founders of Keep a Girl in School. Now, you might be thinking, well, yes, of course, we all want to keep the kids in school, but in their geographic area, there are things that stop girls from being able to get educated and walk in their calling, and there's so much going on. So I'm, in, I'm going to welcome them to the broadcast and have them tell a little bit about what God's doing there. So Ronnie, Linda, welcome to the broadcast. Thank you, Maggie. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Maggie. Good morning, everyone that is in the U.S., and good evening to everyone that is in Africa, especially East Africa. Uh, my name is Aroni Bakubi, and this is my wife, Linda Bakubi. Together, we serve the Lord in very many ministries. Uh, I, am a I, I, I am a church person. I am a men's leader in my church, Christ Church Uganda. Uh, Linda also has some work that she does in church, but together with Linda, we do what we call keep a girl in school. Uh, Maggie, you just talked about keep a girl in school. Uh, all people want to keep their children in school, but like you said, some things happen and some girls can't really be at, at school. Uh, our vision, we, is it a mission? We brave challenges of menstruation. Um, there are so many menstruation challenges in Uganda. Uh, there, is a, there are a number of girls that are dropping out of school just because of menstruation challenges. And somehow, somewhere, me and Linda decided to pick up this ministry and we hope girls stay in school. That's beautiful what you're doing because this is administration is a, a not what to use. I'm sorry, Linda, go ahead. Okay. Uh, in Kipa in school, um, two, many girls in rural areas face, men, like Ronnie has said, face menstruation challenges. They lack what to use. They cannot um, engage in um, sports activities. Actually, the, the times that they're in their periods, they end up missing school. So that means every other month, a, ch a girl child misses school. So we, talking to them, we decided to help we decided to 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 look for ways of helping these girls stay in school because we would love our children to stay in school so we want other children also to stay in school so that's why we founded this organization of helping these girls stay in school we give them support we talk to them we um, provide uh, sanitary napkins some other things that they use so that they can really study and finish their, uh, their education. 
Linda, that's so important. What you're doing is so important because we here in the U.S., you know, we take it for granted. We're like, we have access to sanitary needs and things like that. What are some of the challenges that you see the girls deal with? I know the sh that shame is a big thing uh, because they're embarrassed and it's shameful yeah. and so forth. But what are some of the challenges these girls are facing? Okay, uh, the challenges are most of these girls pad themselves with bare cloth. Eh? Someone has to find a way how to manage menstruation. So they end up using old rags, clothes to cover themselves. Uh, most cases, these, these, these clothes tend to feel, they tend to fall down. Uh, there are challenges where boys in their classes notice that these girls really have something going on in their lives. They kind of tease them, they make fun of them. Uh, these girls cannot participate in sports activities, physical education. Uh, these girls uh, and, and men are taking advantage of the situation. Uh, for instance, there are girls that, 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 that are transacting sex in order to get parts. Yes, they, they are girls that go to other people's homes to wash dishes so that they can have the, these products. So somehow if someone, some girls may sit in class the entire day until when everyone has gone, so they sneak and go back home. And tomorrow she doesn't come back home. So this is really a problem. Uh, menstruation challenges have also caused early pregnancies and HIV, infections, STDs. Uh, people, the, the girls that are using these clothes, you know, they are not that hygienic. So they end up getting infections, STDs. Really, this is a big challenge. Absolutely, absolutely. I've seen, um, and, and I know that we, we love what you're doing and support what you're doing. And I know that you need supporters out there to see what's going on. And so I've seen the packages, you know, the little backpacks, the things that you guys put together and take to them. Uh, what all is in that little bag? <laughs> We, we, um, the reason why we give them a bag is that most of them cannot actually afford a bag. Their parents cannot afford a bag. So we give them a bag that they can uh, go with at school. With, um, we put uh, 24 packets of uh, sanitary napkins. Because we, we, we budgeted it that a girl uses like two packets every month, a maximum of two packets. That's why we give them two, I mean, we give them 24 for a whole year. For a whole year, that means she uses two per, per month. And then we, uh, we put uh, a dozen of underwear because most of them, they cannot afford underwear. So we, well, we give them a, a dozen of underwear, then um, a mathematical set, because that is a school requirement. They use it at school, and most of them, because the, 
poverty rate is so high, they cannot afford that the, the mathematical set. So we give them that mathematical set and uh, any other thing that we can, we can give them, yeah. Yeah, in general, we give them a bag that has 24 packets of pack, a dozen of underwear, and a mathematical set. It's important. These are things that, you know, here in the U.S., we wouldn't, you know, we're, these are necessities and that these girls are doing without it. And y'all, this is a way that you can help someone, uh, you know, in, in Uganda and the areas that they serve, these girls are in need of our help. And maybe you can't go there in person. And I mean, that's my thought on it is, is I can't come to Uganda yet, you know, but I can send some money to help trusted people do the work of the Lord by providing for these girls. So I want to point out to you that this is the email. If you are not on Facebook, this is the email. Keep uh, a girl in school at gmail.com. You can reach out to Ronnie directly there, but also I want you to make sure that you go to their Facebook page. It's keep a girl in school on Facebook. And there's the link there that you can just go to the, Facebook and put in there and search it and follow what they do so you can see firsthand because they're not just going and giving these packages to these girls. They have vision uh, to be able to do more and they cannot do more unless they have the help of others. So um, recently you all had a summit uh, and I know you do that annually. What were some of the topics that you were able to communicate and educate the girls and the women with? Okay, the, the, the women's seminars that we had in December last year. Uh, first of all, we thank you, Maggie, for participating in them. Uh, the women and, uh, and other child mothers really benefited. Uh, besides what you people from the US were teaching, uh, during our out outreaches, we discovered so many other things. For instance, we discovered that so many girls are staying with their parents in small houses, single room houses. You find a single room house that has eight people staying in it, father, mother, and their six children. Uh, some of these children are teenagers. So, and most of these parents are drunkards. They come back in the night after taking so so many drugs and this, they engage in sex while these teenage girls are seeing. So we found it a problem. So in our seminars, we have women's seminars to have discussions on that. We also found out the primary health care, cleanliness and hygiene is poor in these homes. Still, we organize these seminars so that to have a discussion on primary health care. The other thing that is the other thing that is challenging is that most of these women and men, the parents, have a myth that school is only for boys. The girls are home. They are. In, they prepare in, them for marriage. They are preparing them for marriage. They are taking them to in the quarries, in the gardens. 
So we are speaking to these women that it is very important for girls to go to school too. Yes. So in those seminars, we also have discussions on that. Then the other thing was about antenatal programs. Most of these women get pregnant and they stay home for nine months without attending antenatal programs. We are encouraging them to attend antenatal programs, to find a nearby government hospital, speak to doctors, let them get that advice. So besides lifting up Jesus and drawing many to himself, those are some of the, some of, some of the topics we are handling in the women's seminars. And also, um, we realize that uh, it's a taboo to talk about menstruation in, uh, in the African setting. So many parents do not prepare their girls uh, on this natural, natural process. So you find a girl, they just don't know what to do. They get their periods, but they don't know what to do. They don't, know how, they don't have anyone to talk to. So we sensitize the parents that it's okay to talk about these things. It's okay to sensitize their children that it's a normal process. It's a natural process. So it's also some of what we teach these women that it's their duty, it's their role as mothers to prepare their girls for this natural process, menstruation. The other thing, Maggie, we had not talked about is that in most of the schools where we do our outreaches, girls and boys are sharing toilets, as in latrines. You find the same facility is being used by boys and girls. This is really a problem. Girls cannot wash and change privately. Uh, the other problem that we are finding in schools, almost every school we have gone to, they do not have water at the school premises. Uh, children are told to go uh, and fetch water from the wells, from the rivers, just for, for the kitchen, like to cook them porridge and for food. But these girls need water. During this menstruation period, these girls really need bathrooms that have running water so they can wash and they can change privately. This too is a problem and this year we, we want to have some schools that really have these toilets and in our budget we are planning to build some toilets, standalone, standalone toilets for only girls. girls where they can really enjoy womanhood. It's so important to, for them to have the necessary things to be able to focus. It's hard enough to focus on school and to learn something new. But when you're yeah. dealing with these personal problems of not having the appropriate resources or like simple things like water. You know, water is a necess necessary thing. I can't imagine um, sharing the bathrooms with the boys and how hard that must be uh, and so forth. So you guys have a rather big budget that you're trying to meet, but God is capable. So listen, y'all, if you're out there and this is striking a chord with your heart, you need to reach out to Ronnie and become either a monthly supporter and or a one-time donation. Every bit of it is appreciated and it's poured back in. And what I love about what you and Linda are doing, you guys are 
you're doing the work of the Lord because just preaching the gospel, Jesus is all we need. But there are practical things that can help us to be successful. And these are necessary things. These aren't wants. These are needs. So I, I know um, on the Facebook group or in the Facebook page, there is a place to give. And so if you all go to the Facebook, um, you can see and go to click and it's simple, easy. Most people, everybody have PayPal. Do you take anything besides PayPal? Uh, we, we, we can give information that someone can give to their bank and we receive money direct to our organization account. Excellent. Y'all go to the Facebook page and check it out and find a way to support. Like I said, they could really use people that are committed to donating every month. And then if you have this on your heart, send over what you can, because it's certainly important to these girls and to those that they're trying to serve. It takes a lot. Ministry takes a lot. People don't realize how much goes into it. But they're also, in addition to providing the gospel, they are providing physical needs. And there is definitely a need. So I've got the uh, Facebook page up here. So take a picture of that and go and search it. Also, in addition to that, uh, if you are not on Facebook, if you're watching this on Creative Motion Network or you're watching this on YouTube and you're going, well, how can I reach out to them if I'm not on Facebook? Then I'm put Ronnie's email up here. You can email him and he can send you the link. Uh, the link to their Facebook or, or a link to their Facebook and a link to their PayPal where you can help support this ministry because what they're doing is so incredibly important. So I know you've got some things coming up in February. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yes. Um, every year, because uh, in Uganda, uh, the national curriculum starts in uh, in February. Actually, because of COVID, they changed it to January, but we always fly, it's always been February. So we, on the, at the start of the school term, we go to the schools and we do our outreaches to these girls. So we were planning to go in February and give these supplies to the girls to prepare them so that they have all that they need to study well. So we, we are planning to reach out to a thousand girls in different schools, in different schools, uh, uh, in, uh, in those villages that we go to, yeah. Okay, no, normally what happens, we come up with a, a program that we are going to follow the entire year. Uh, this 2022 hour program, we are going to have teenage girl outreaches in February, in July, and then in October. Each month, like for February, we are beginning on the 6th to the 11th of February. We are going to around 12 schools and we are reaching out to a thousand teenage girls. Every teenage girl will be getting a bag that has 24 packets of bag. It has a dozen of underwear. It has a mathematical set. You know, it, to manage menstruation periods, you must have a bag. That's why we are giving them a bag.
uh, so that they can carry when going to school so that it can help with carrying books to school. So February from 6th to 11th, we are going to 12 schools. We are reaching out to a thousand girls, giving them 24 packets of pad, a dozen of underwear, a mathematical set. And this costs around $33 per girl per year. The supplies we are giving these girls take them for a year. The girl that gets products in February 2022 will get products again in 2023. We shall do it for February. We shall do it for July and then October. Still this year, we want to build five standalone toilets for girls in schools. We have identified the schools that really need these toilets urgently. We have come up with a budget. Each toilet will be costing $7,500. $7,500. One standalone toilet, it will be having water. Uh, it will be having so many rooms. Like, really, we are making it convenient for these girls to change and wash privately. We shall also have, in December, we shall have women conferences, like the ones we did. This time it is going to be big and bigger. We have planned to take breast cancer screening. We have found out that we need to check on these women concerning breast cancer. So we shall have doctors there. We shall be doing this screening to know their status. We shall talk about the, the girl child. Generally, we have a budget for 2022 it is 276,000 US dollars, 276,000. We shall have, we shall take care of 3,000 teenage girls. We shall build five standalone toilets. We shall have women conferences. We are also planning, we have a, 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 another budget for child mothers. Uh, menstruation has caused so many child mothers in these communities. Like I said, girls transacting sex to get parts. Uh, sometimes girls are deceived by boys. If you need parts, come to my home. So such movements have caused so many pregnancies, so many marriages, increasing the number of girls that are dropping out of school. So in our budget 2022, we want to build two safe homes, uh, a home where we can bring these girls, talk to them, rehabilitate them, and take them to school. Uh, these girls are around 15 years, 16 years, and she has another baby. So we, we are really called to do that, like you say, Talking to them about Jesus only is not enough. So these are the products we are giving. We need safe homes. We need the, we, we need the sanitary products. We need the women empowerment seminars. So this year we are calling everyone to come on board, to support us. Pray for us, uh, give us support financially, 
we are also encouraging people to come to Uganda and see exactly what is happening. We want them to come and see with their own eyes so that when they are sharing our story, they have first class, like first hand information. It's so important what you're doing. And I hope that y'all heard that, you know, we here in the U.S., you know, we have some luxuries that they do not have there. And, you know, if you cannot go there physically, go to the Facebook page and you can go back. You can see I, I love seeing the pictures of Linda when she's out in the field working with these girls. Her smile is so big. It's just like it's like Jesus shining through her going, I'm going to help you girls. And for the two of them as a couple to recognize recognize not only the the tangible needs of these girls but the big picture so what i hear you talking about is not only just helping these girls right now in their school but helping to educate the young mothers helping to educate the current mothers how they can educate the younger women and really the result of the things you're doing is going to change the culture for good it's going it, to god is going to be glorified because more people are going to honor. And, you know, it's real easy. You know, the Bible talks about for us to give. It's better to give than receive. And this is good, solid ground to sow into y'all. I would not be have them on this show and I would not be personally so into their ministry if I did not believe in what they're doing. What they're doing is valuable. There's five different ways it's valuable. Number one, God is glorified. Okay, lives are changed, salvations take place because when a practical need is met, someone is going to be more willing to listen to the gospel. Period. You know, we need to help meet needs, and that that is, you know, the hands and feet of God. The second thing that they're doing is they are educating girls that they are more than enough. They they have this low self-image, all of the shame and guilt that they deal with, and they are empowering them to, to stay in school. And not only that, to be good mothers, they are educating women in general, where they maybe in the past did not know what was going on with their bodies or what is acceptable and not acceptable. They are preventing drug abuse and alcohol abuse because generally if a, a girl is more confident about who she is in Christ and has the necessary things to allow her to function on a daily basis, she's not going to engage in risky behavior. And therefore that in turn changes the community because there it lowers the drug abuse, it lowers the STD, um, population and it helps people to live their life to the fullest for Jesus. So y'all, this is such an amazing ministry, what they're doing over in Uganda and they have a lot of work to do. Yes, these packages are important to take to the girls, but these facilities where they have uh, their own separate bathroom, whenever he talks about a toilet, he's not talking about a toilet, he's talking about water too, where they can clean up and, and in privacy and not have to share with the boys. So I love everything that you all are doing. And I'm so grateful and honored to partner with you on some of this. So is there, I always end the broadcast with The other thing is that what, what we are giving. Sorry, Go ahead. Go ahead. Can you hear me? 
Can you all hear me? We okay. beg your pardon. We didn't get you clearly. We can hear you now. Excellent. Excellent. Well, there's a little bit of a difference in our uh, where we are in the world. <laughs> So I always ask my uh, guests to leave the audience with a key. So what key would you like to leave the audience with? It can be a quote. It can be a scripture. It can be a word of encouragement. Do you have a, a favorite scripture that you guys want to share? I think we're losing connection, y'all. If you're watching this, hang tight. It'll reconnect. Um, okay. Okay, yeah. there you are. Hello. Yes. Can you share as we close out with your favorite scripture or a word of encouragement? Okay, Maggie, what I'm saying. Whoa, 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 you, the key, I the key. Okay. The word of encouragement that I would like to leave to everyone that has been watching and listening to, to this interview, that every one of us is gifted uniquely, and every one of us can do something about the ill things that are happening in your community. We do not have to wait for the government. We do not have to wait for the rich people. We do not have to say that so-and-so will handle the issue. No, it starts with us. It starts with us. This is what motivated us to do this Keep a Girl in School. At first, we were reluctant, saying the government will handle. Why can't rich people do this? Why do they talk to their family members and when we when me and Linda had our three girls, we now have four girls, we really couldn't just sit down and watch other girls leave school, end up in pregnancies, getting sicknesses and diseases so we talked to ourselves saying we can do something, that's the word of encouragement I'm giving to everyone Every one of you out there, you can do something about the bad things that are happening. You do not have to just sit back and talk about the bad things. Please do something about them. We give God all the praise and all the honor. Wow, that is so true. Linda, any final words from you, dear? Um, thank you, Maggie, for hosting us. It's really a pleasure to speak to you and giving us this opportunity to share what we do here in Uganda. Uh, my last words is that uh, we are the light of the world. We are the light of the world. Just like the Bible says that we are the light of the world. And if uh, you're the light, you cannot hide your light. So this, this is what we want to do because we are the light of the world. People have to see Jesus in us. 
people have to see God works through us to reach out to the world because we are the light of the world. So we cannot put our candle and hide it and cover it. So we have to make it shine. So that's why we do this to give light, to give hope, to give uh, hope to these girls because most of them have lost hope. Most of them go through certain stuff and they feel that Jesus doesn't care for them. God does not love them. But we go to these villages to share hope, to give light, to tell them that, hey, Jesus loves you. Jesus cares about you. He has people that he has put in your path to help you achieve uh, your, your calling in life. So that is my my key is my key is that uh, we are the light. So we have to share the light. We have to give light to wherever we go. We doesn't matter where we are. We have to give the light because we are the light of the world. One last thing is that uh, I, always, I I always share with people, telling them what telling them what would Jesus have done in everything that we are doing when we are walking on the roadside when you are speaking to someone when you are addressing people or have that question at the back of your mind at the back of your brain what would Jesus have done exactly mm. so even in this ministry this keep a girl in school thing that we are doing it always came to me what would Jesus have done like every time I, I'm going to the girls, I'm talking to their parents, I'm visiting their small houses, I have that question back on my mind. What would Jesus have done? Yes, Jesus would have prayed for people, but still who would have done something. When I go to a, a, a bad facility, say a bad toilet and bathroom, when I'm there, what would Jesus have done for these girls? Let me raise something and build a toilet for these girls. When I go to a classroom and it is about to fall down, the iron sheets are linking, rain is falling on, four year old, what would Jesus have done? Just prayer? No, pray and do something. So I would encourage people in everything that you are doing, when you are moving at church, at your workplace, in your community, be encouraged, have that question, what would Jesus have done? And we shall have a better community. Amen. Amen. Well, listen, y'all, I cannot encourage you enough to go check them out on Facebook. It is Keep a Girl in School. It says Ronnie and Linda with us today from Uganda, and they're doing great things. I encourage you and challenge you to go and uh, donate to this ministry. There is a, a big time need of everything that they, uh, the vision that God has placed on their heart is going to take action. And uh, like Ronnie said, you know, Prayer is good and they receive prayer, but also you can support them financially to reach the goals to help the girls. And I want to thank you for your word of encouragement there, Linda. I agree. We need to shine our light. And as the light of God, if we lift him up, people will be drawn to him. And that is what you're doing. I know the Lord has to be so pleased with uh, the work that you're doing there in your community. And I'm so grateful that you answered the call. And you guys heard it from Ronnie. It's super important that you understand you can do something. You don't have to sit back, 
Faith is action. You know, don't just sit there and go out and do something, change your community. And that's what they did. They seen a need and they, you know, they've got girls of their own and it broke their heart. And so now they are turning around, paying it forward, trying to get the word out to help these girls and to help their families find not only Jesus, but find some uh, some basic needs that will change the way that they look at life and uh, recognize their call. So I want to thank you both for having you on the broadcast. Thank, thank you, you to Margie. Thank you for hosting us. Yes, we yes, absolutely. Yes, I appreciate y'all taking the time. I know it's nighttime hey, here. <laughs> and daytime here in the U.S. So listen, somebody share this video out with a friend. Uh, get it into someone who needs a word of encouragement. You know, we take a lot of things for granted. But whenever you stop and look at what people are going through in other nations, so you can turn around and help our brothers and sisters in Uganda by supporting Keep a Girl in School. We love you. God bless you. And we'll see you next year on Keys to Your Best Life. Bye-bye.